I think the biggest lesson that I learned out of all of that, brother, is to never compromise your purpose. Welcome back to the Better Than Best Academy. Man, today's guest is a, a friend of mine. He's a divorce recovery coach who started about a year ago with zero capital and is now a six-figure business who is passionate about serving people at all costs. So if you're looking for a conversation on how your creativity can be impacted by your relationships, then look no further. Today's conversation is going to get you that and so much more. I'm, I'm really excited for what we're going to dive into today. But with that said, man, Frank, what would make today's conversation extraordinary? Getting to talk to you, brother. That's what would make it extraordinary and blessing some people while doing it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. For those that are listening at home that may not know me, me and Frank are friends in real life. I know that's crazy for some people yeah. in this post-pandemic world we live in, <laughs> but we actually knew each other before, for a while now, I would say, um, Perla Kent, his um, cousin, actually is one of the, the pastors at my church, so that's kind of how we have our connection. But man, Frank, just go ahead and share a little bit, because I know some of my audience is new and they may not know who you are. So go ahead and take a moment and kind of share who you are and what you do. Awesome, man. Awesome. That's a, that's a loaded question, right? To answer who I am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I believe I'm an exhorter. I believe I'm an encourager. I think that's my gift. I really do. I really do believe in that gift. Um, I remember probably about two years ago on my personal Instagram, I changed my bio, my heading to professional encourager. And I remember I just had this like vision back then that I was like, man, what, how crazy would it be to be able to make a living just by encouraging people? Cause that's like what I like to do. It's what I love, right? It's what I'm gifted at. Um, and God took me on an incredible journey. You know, I wanted to be a pastor. I wanted to be a preacher, just like most people that go to youth. <laughs> they always, right. It's like you go to youth and you catch that preaching bug. You're like, I'm supposed yeah, to be a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's my oh, that's my gift that's all too uh and i do believe that i'm still called to that and i believe that i'm pastoring right now actually it just looks a little bit different and i think that i'm in a i'm in an area where i think most christians would uh hesitate diving into just because it's uh politically incorrect in the church uh, you know divorce is kind of yeah, sure. frowned upon a little bit i know the church is doing a lot of a lot of a better job right now especially since the statistics show that uh, divorce is just as common in church people as it is in people that aren't in the church. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much who I am. Uh, I, I believe I'm a creative individual because I believe that create creativity is nothing more than problem solving. And I am obsessed with solving problems as most uh, most men and women are. Right. Uh, and so. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I got a little girl. She's 11 years old. Uh, I call her the goose. So if you guys ever refer, hear me refer to somebody as the goose, I get the goose tonight, then you know that I'm talking about my little girl, not some goose. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. I love the little nicknames we make for our kids. For me, it's I call I know. Pups or whatever. Honestly, it could change depending on whatever the day is, but it's it's funny the, <laughs> the little pet names that we we put to our, our young people. Um, yeah. But man, you're you're so right. That whole idea of being an exhorter, I agree. I feel like that's one of my main spiritual gifts. And that idea of feeling like you're called to preach growing up in youth group, man, I can't, <laughs> I can't relate more. 
than feeling like, man, I'm called to preach. But I, I love that we're in this space now where being an influencer and having that a content creator, you could even say, I love how yeah. that's an opportunity and where not necessarily we would be pastors or preachers. We're able to do that on a new front and we're able yes. to reach the loss in a way that we might not, not have been able to do years ago. And, and I just think it's so cool that we're able to be in that space. But man, so obviously you said you, you feel like you are a creative. I would love for you to kind of elaborate on the, the idea when you hear the word creativity, what mm. do you think of? I think of a problem solver, honestly. That's, that's, really, what, that's really what I think. I, I mean, think about anybody who's um, thrown into the category of they're a creative, whether that's like an artist or whatever, they're solving a problem. Like that's all art is, is you're, you're bringing something that it wakes something up in somebody, whether that encourages them, whether that makes them see something that like, man, that's beautiful, right? Somebody that buys like a piece of art that is extremely valuable. It's because it speaks something toward to them. And they always say, they're like, man, I don't know. It's just staring at this piece of art. Like I have a piece of art that I bought from a buddy and it's one of my favorite pieces of art. I can't wait to finally move into my house. It's almost done being built uh, so that I can hang this thing up because it's like a tore up uh, leather Bible cover. And then it has like some passages on there. And it's talking about seasons that we go through in life and how, you know, it's just hard to navigate some of these things. And I remember buying that and it just I felt like it just told my story. And anytime that I look at that, it solves the problem of if I start to doubt, I look at that painting and I'm like, man, dude, it brings it brings a new level of belief in me. So I believe that anybody that solves a problem is creative because you have to have creativity in order to navigate through problems <laughs> or else you would just stay stuck with your problem. So like I, th I think it goes deeper than art. I, I think it goes deeper than music. I think it goes to such a deep level, such a profound level but also simple where it's, if you are able to like provide a solution to a problem, you're creative. Man, man. Yeah, I agree completely. I, I love that perspective of being creative is solving problems. And I believe like, obviously we are created to create. So at our core, we are creative individuals and we are problem solvers. Like you said, man, I, I love that idea. Man, with that said, I, I had a few questions I wanted to kind of ask you because I would love to hear your perspective on on this few set of questions. So I've really mm -hmm. been thinking about this idea of living an extraordinary exponential life. And life has become kind of like a, an acronym for me, which each letter meaning something different. So I would love, and I love the, the questions that are tied to this. So I'd love to run through that real quick with you. And the L of life being, sorry, my son is. That's awesome, crazy. brother. Come on, man. <laughs> I know. He just wants to be a part of this, man. That's what I love being a dad. The side note, sidebar, man, I, I love the, yeah. the interruptions that could, could stop us. But yeah. just being able to be be that present father for him has been awesome. But sidebar, that one's free for everyone Not. listening at home <laughs> for your for your children. But back to this idea. So exponential life is kind of the, the thought process over it. And the L being for legacy. So what is the mm -hmm. legacy that you want to leave in the world? 
Man, I believe that legacy isn't left. Legacy is lived is is what I believe. Um, obviously, you can leave it, but you can't leave it until you live it. And for, for me personally, like legacy is is what I can leave inside of my little girl. Right. And so the biggest legacy that I could that I could build is self-belief inside my little girl and resilience. Those are the two two main things, because if she believes in herself and she believes what God says about her and she believes in her, her true identity. And then on top of that, if she has resilience, which means that she can overcome anything that she goes through. In other words, she's more than a conqueror, not just a conqueror. She's more than a conqueror. If she can, if she can embody resilience and that self belief, that's the number one legacy that I could, that I want to leave my little girl and anybody that I come in contact with, man. That's just what I, I want people to catch. That I have this deep desire to get humans to believe in the words that God speaks over them more than the words that their ex speaks over them. Right. right. That's because I'm a divorce recovery coach. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a lot of people getting told you're not good enough. No one's ever going to love you. Why would anyone ever stay with you? And they start to believe these lies. It's just lies. And it's like, bro, who told you? Who told you that you weren't good enough? Because that's a lie. But at some point in your life, you started believing it. And when you started believing it, you started showing up as not good enough. And so now your life looks like you're not good enough, but it's not because you're not enough. It's because you believed a lie. That's all it is. And so if I could leave a legacy, I would love to leave a legacy of resilience and self-belief. Man. Oof. Already dropping gems. <laughs> okay, Pastor Frank, I see you. <laughs> no, but man, and, and I love that idea. And even more so, like you, you, you specifically handle with divorce recovery and me i specifically mm -hmm. handle those that identify as creative people and i love that way that you put that is like helping them see themselves and now the way i put it is i i help the way i help people see themselves the way god sees them and it's it's yes. right there with your messaging as well it's so important for us to push past that that lack of I don't know, self-confidence even. And it's crazy to think so many of us have believed the lies that exes or believed the lies that unfortunately some parents have spoke over kids. Yeah. And, and I think, and I love that. And I, I as connected as I am with you, I, I can only agree that you're definitely doing that. You're living that legacy now. And I just oh, want to encourage that. you in that is keep doing that. And uh, so that's the L. L is legacy in this exponential life. And the I yeah. is impact. So how can you have a bigger impact on this planet? I think being um, real and vulnerable. Like, I, I think that's the only way. Like, if if all I share is my victories with people, it breeds comparison. But if Good. I can get vulnerable with people, I invite them in. And now we can connect. So I think the question is, do you want to be constantly compared to or do you want to connect? And connection leads to impact. Comparison does not, right? Most people think that you can build influence by just showing off your victories, but we're in a different time now. Maybe before that would have worked like 10 years ago. But now it's like, I, I need to know that you're real. I need to know that you're a freaking human. And I need to know that it's this is relatable. And if it's not relatable, then I don't want anything to do with it, right? And it's funny because I actually, look at, this is my wallet, man. You see that? Be real. I love it. I got this wallet made, I think it was five years ago, I got this wallet made. But what's crazy is 
maybe 12 years ago now, whenever I was doing an internship at my church, we were in a prayer time. And all I saw was these letters and it said, be real in like bold red letters. And then everything else was just black. And in that moment, because I was in the middle of an internship at a church, I was heavily involved in youth. I was this preacher mindset, right? I was like, oh, I think God wants me to write a book. <laughs> and I think eventually he does want me to write Come a book, on. which will be a lot easier now with a uh, uh, chat GPT. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but um, so but it's crazy because now it's like I feel like what God keeps speaking to me because I'm like, God, how can I reach more people? How can I impact more people? How can I help more people? He's like, just be real, son. Just be real. So if you want to have impact in this world, you got to you got to be honest. You just have to. Right. When I when I coach people, I think that's why most people have that come into my coaching group. They always say, like, I could just relate to what you're saying. I could tell that you've been there. Right. And and all my coaching tools and principles that I walk people through is not this fluffy, duffy stuff. It's real stuff, man. It's like real, tangible, practical stuff. Like one of my clients, I, I posted a little testimonial video from him from one of our sessions. And he was like, he was like, man, you know why I hired you? He was like, because in 30 minutes, you gave me more than my counselor gave me in six months. Oof, come on. He was like, and then on top of that, everything that we talk about, he was like, it's real crap. He didn't say crap. So I had to believe it out. He was like, it's real crap that I can oh, do man. on the day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. It's about being real and being open. I, I can't sit here in front of someone and be like, hey, man, you're going through a divorce. Like, it's such a blessing. It is. But the real side of it is it still sucks. Yeah. It's crappy. And when they hear someone say that, or when like today I had a coaching, a coaching session with one of my clients and I told him, I was like, bro, your kids, like everyone tells you that, man, your kids are going to be fine. They're resilient. Here's the truth. They're not going to be. It's guaranteed. It's, it's up to you. How do you want to show up? If you want to get crippled by the divorce, your kids aren't just going to come out great. It's not like life just spits out great human beings. That's why God trusted us with those creatures those little demons sometimes and angels sometimes, <laughs> right? Like God trusted us with them for a reason, right? And this is why I say creativity is problem solver solving. You can't just like go and go through heartbreak and just expect that you're going to come out on it. Okay. No, there's some creativity. You got to learn to solve some problems. And then once you start solving some problems, you start showing up as the best you. And when you show up as a, the best you, you're a present father, you're fun, you're engaging, you're not crippled with stress, you're not crippled yeah. with anxiety. So then your kid turns out to be okay. And that's what I told him. I said, but this is the truth nobody wants to accept and nobody addresses. It's just feel good, hope, feel like messages. And I love those. That's a huge part of me. But there's a truth aspect to it, which is, one of my videos that did very well was, hey, I want you to know that you're not going to be okay after this divorce. You're going to be more than okay. But then in the caption, I'm talking about how it's actually up to you. You can't just sit there and not do anything and expect to be more than okay. It's not gonna, it doesn't happen by accident. Success in any area in life never just falls into your laps. I don't care how much you pray. Come on. <laughs> I don't care how much you pray. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. If you believe you're going to be a millionaire with your art, but you never work your art, mm. get Come out on. of here. Your faith is dead. You don't have faith. Come on. And that's not me speaking. That's Bible. That's Bible. All facts. And, yeah. And I think right now we're in this season where, um, and this is why so many people are like against the church a little bit. And they've been so hurt by the church because it hasn't been real, man. 
it hasn't been real. So it hasn't been impactful. That's why I love my church, Church 1132 and your church. Bro, your pastors are phenomenal. Why? Because they're real. They're packed. The Holy Spirit can move with real. It can't bless the fake you or the fake testimony. It's not going to happen. So if you want to make impact, you got to be, you got to be real. You got to be vulnerable. You got to talk about the stuff that you went through and you got to talk about what you didn't do so well. I'm very honest. I'm very honest. People are, like, I got interviewed um, with VH1 for a, a show that they're filming and they were like, we kind of want you to come on. Let's interview whatever we went through the process. One of the questions they asked me, they said, um, so is there anything that like, you're kind of like in your past or whatever that needs to be hidden and this and that because if you get this then the magnifying glass is going to be on you and people find things out and i said whatever you want to know about me it's on social media and it's coming directly out of my mouth come on and there's no shame in it I'll the bet. fact that I, the fact that i cheated and i was unfaithful the fact that i struggled with sexual addiction right the the fact that like i got super depressed and became suicidal like all of these things things are out there and I'm talking about them. So that's why men and women are like, this dude knows. This dude knows. I trust him because I was right there too. So if you want impact, you got to be real. Man. Vulnerability is our superpower. A yeah. lot of people don't get that. Radical transparency, that, like you said, connection. If yes. you're If you're a creative listening at home and you feel blocked in your creativity, if you feel stuck in where you're at i want to ask you when was the last time you created something out of being real because yeah. you see it i mean you see it all like we're around everyone's highlight reels and people want to put out the hit song and it seems and a lot of times those hit songs are about a tragedy or they're about something that they went through and, yeah. and there's like that's we feel most human and we connect with those humans in front of us when we are most ourselves, when we show authentically ourselves. Man, I, I love that so much. With that said, I would love to ask you the follow-up question of, tell us about a time that you faced your biggest failure and what was your lesson that you learned from it? Well, my divorce, <laughs> right? My, my divorce. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think for me, that was my biggest failure because it led to a couple other failures, right? It led to, I had a successful logistics company where, you know, I was, um, I was making six figures again from my bed. <laughs> really. I was at just answering text messages at that point. Yeah. And my marriage failed, which means that my family setting failed. And then that led to the business failing. And then that led to me losing myself. So I failed myself in that moment as well. And I think the biggest lesson that I learned out of all of that, brother, is to never compromise your purpose. Never, ever compromise your purpose. Like, even for the people that we love, don't compromise it. This is a great example of, I'll, I'll share that here in a little bit. But I compromised my purpose and my passion. Like, she didn't want me doing ministry. Like, people in Allen, a lot of people knew me because I was so involved in ministry and our church is yeah. not, a, not a small church. It's yeah, an impactful sure. church in Allen. And so we would be at Olive Garden. Somebody would be like, Frank, hey, how are you doing? And they'd come up and say hi. And so I'd, you know, hug their neck, give them a hi, whatever. And then I'd get back to dinner and she would just get annoyed. And so she didn't want me involved in ministry. And 
that was like my purpose. Serving people has always been my purpose. You know, like last night, I, w- I went to a birthday party of a gentleman who I, I, I met recently and dude's been blessing my life massively. And we were at a cigar shop. So I took him, I bought him a cigar cutter and I took it to him. I gave it to him for his birthday. And there was like 15 dudes there. Well, the next thing you know, he was like, man, I don't even know where my cutter is. He was like, everyone's using it. And it just hit me. I was like, even the gift that I give someone is serving other people. Oof. <laughs> it's all over <laughs> so me. Good. Come on. It's, 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 it's who I am. And I had to abandon that person to be with this person. I will never do that again. I will never, I will never do that again. I, I will never commit to somebody who is not aligned with me, whether that's a friend, whether that's a business relationship, or whether that's an intimate relationship. I will not waver on my mission and my purpose. And Jesus showed us this. Like, literally, Jesus's mom was like, son, you can't be doing that right now. And he was like, mother, this is my father's business. Girl, what you talking about? You know what I mean? And obviously, he honored her and obeyed her because he was like, it's not my time yet. I got to chill. But then you see uh, Peter, you fast forward. They're about to take Jesus and put him on the cross, which is his purpose, which is his mission, which is why he came to earth. And Peter, as his boy with a loving intention, says, oh, hell no, not today, (laughs) Jesus, not on my clock. Right. And Jesus, what's he say to Peter? Get behind me, Satan. To his boy. To his boy. And so I think the biggest lesson that I learned from my biggest failure, which was my marriage, my divorce, right, is if anybody tries to come between me and the mission that God gave me, the call that he gave me, the purpose that he that he put deep down in my spirit, I'm sorry. You got to go. You, you, you got to go. You either get in line or you got to go. And that's not me being mean. That's me being called. Hmm. That's so good. What would you say to someone that that may be listening now and they are where you were? They were in this space of whether it's a relationship, a friendship, whether it's an intimate relationship where they feel almost stuck because they love this person, but this person just isn't aligned with their mission and their call. What would you say to that person? Man, to that person, I would say you got to be honest, man. I wish I would have been honest. I wish I would have. I wish I would have been honest. I wish I would have honest with my desired outcome. As far as like with my wife at the time, I wish I could have just been like, "Look, I love you. I want to be with you. I want this thing to work, but I cannot sacrifice this. I cannot sacrifice this." I wish I would have opened up with that honesty and that transparency. And here's the thing: love is a choice. Okay. And if they choose to leave because you were honest, oh, come on. Let them go. Come on. Let them go. Because I would ra- I would rather be honest and you leave, but then that honesty attracts the people that belong in my life hey. than just constantly live a lie. You know, so many of us, we lose ourselves, not because it's anybody's fault, but it's because we refuse to be honest because honesty and truth and transparency is scary. It really, it really is. But what's more scary? Is it, is it more scary to be rejected or is it more scary to regret for the rest of your life that you never recall do by God? So I would say for those people, you got to have an honest conversation and it's got to come from a loving place. You got to come from a place of like, man, I love you and I want this with you, but I I 
cannot negotiate this, this. And if you can't get behind that, you're asking me to kill myself. And I can't kill myself. I can't kill that spirit me. I can't kill that call. I just cannot do that. I can't let that go. I know why, because your dreams, if you don't pursue them, they become your nightmares and they haunt you. They're always there. They're always there. They're always there. So I want to be with somebody that I can love you and not resent you. I love you because I'm able to pursue my call and I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I'm called to do. But if I have to sacrifice and lay this thing down for you, I cannot promise that I'll have those emotions for you. I can't. I got to be real with you. I might resent you. And I, I would rather not resent you. So instead, let's make a decision here. And if you choose to leave, it's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. But I would rather that kill me for a season than to sacrifice my calling for a lifetime. Whew. So good. All the all the truth bombs. I want to I want to pause there because I know someone's gonna hear this. I truly believe, deep in my spirit, someone's gonna hear our conversation today, and they're gonna be like, "I need more of this." So for those listening at home that have dealt with a, a hard divorce and you're just in this space where you need help, you don't know where to go. Definitely look up Frank. I will connect him with all the in the show notes. You're going to find all his connections, but just take a moment and kind of share where people can find you. Okay. Yeah. So you can find me on TikTok, Instagram. It's divorced recovery coach. So divorced, not divorce, divorced recovery coach all together. You can find me on those platforms and you can app. it's the divorced recovery app. Um, or if you find me on social media, the link is in my bio. The app is 100% free. Uh, you download it. I got a lot of incredible, empowering content in there. I got uh, my, my whole coaching. Everything is the Conquerors uh, coaching group. And so I've got uh, a tab in there in that app, which, which is the Conquerors church. So it's really where I just I, I take a verse and I just spit fire for four or five minutes. Um, and then I got the empowerment section where I teach you how to overcome anxiety, overcome depression, overcome heartbreak, turn your story around, start doing real simple, tangible tasks to start healing and get unstuck. On top of that, there's a segment where you can ask me a question. You submit your question. I'll respond via video on there. So there's a lot of great free resources. The only thing that you do need to subscribe to if you want it is the live support group where you can go in there and connect with all the people that are working through this and and just of like dealing with all this heartbreak and and getting support and getting coaching via text on there. Um, and then on top of that, you'll get in that subscription, you get access to my healing workshops, 100%, all of them. The, that subscription is only $7.99. I, I would say that's the best place to start because it's the price of one of these. And if you're listening to this and not watching the video, it's the price of a Starbucks. Yeah. And if your future is not worth $7.99, then nobody can help you. I'm sorry. Come on. Because if you don't invest in your dreams, then do yeah. you even, if you don't invest in your healing, do you even care about getting healed? And uh, man, that's so important. But I love that you have this app. And for those listening and watching, I've been hinting and I've got an app in the works that's going to be releasing soon. I'm really excited about, but dude, let's I, go, brother. Come on, that. man. Build that community. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Man, to keep it rolling, though. So we have this this acronym for life. We have legacy. We have we have I for impact. 
The F is for freedom. So what does freedom look like for you? Man, freedom, I touched on it just a second ago, man. For me, it's just being honest. It's something that I'm really working on. I'm really working on it. I know a lot of people are like, man, that's that's simple. That's but like let's be honest with ourselves for the first time probably in our whole lives. Are we really being honest? Are we really pursuing the thing that we've always wanted to pursue? Are we really happy? Like, you see what I'm saying? I don't think I don't think we're very honest with ourselves. And I and I see this a lot like in my industry with like the community that I serve. It's that they get hurt and now all of a sudden. I don't need no man. I don't need a woman. I'm good on my own. Is that really what you want? Or is that your pain speaking? Oh, come on. You see what I'm saying? And and so for me, it's just been freedom looks like being honest and not having to put on a mask for someone because that's exhausting. That's very exhausting. Having a mask on for someone and being honest with myself, man, am I really living up to my potential right now? Am I living up to the man that I know that God's designed me to be and the, and, and the man that God's placed in my head? I can see him. I see how he walks. I see how he talks. I see how he thinks. I see how he loves. I see how he invests. You see what I'm saying? Am I really waking up today and saying, I am being that man today? Am I? I got to be honest with myself. I think a lot of people don't do that. And for me, it's what's brought me freedom. Like, and I'm doing it more and more daily. I'm working on it. I'm really, really working on it to, to the point where sometimes I'll say some inappropriate things that people are just kind of like, oh, but I'm like, bro, I'm just being honest. Being honest. I was dating this one girl and she texted me one day. She was like, do you miss me? I didn't see the text for like four hours because I was busy working. And then I was like, I was like, well, I didn't. But now I'm thinking about you. I still didn't tell her I missed her because I'm being honest. Like, I don't miss you. I'm doing awesome things right now. But I just started thinking about you. And so then whenever I do give that, I, I miss you, they, they can trust it and it means more. So for me, freedom looks like being honest. Give yourself the freedom to be you. Be honest with you. For any artists that are in here, be honest with your art. Be honest with your creativity. Be honest with your music. Give yourself the freedom to be honest, not because this is hitting and this isn't hitting. No, 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 no. There is a blueprint to success, right? Look at the people that did it and follow their blueprint. That doesn't mean you copy their style. Come on. It means you copy the blueprint, the strategy. It's a science of success, but that can be dressed up in any way you want to. And so I would say freedom for me is just being 100% completely honest in the good and in the bad. Am I really doing good right now? Am I really doing good? Ooh, Why am I overeating? Why am I not getting up and going to the gym? Why are my energy levels low? Why am I getting frustrated with my daughter when I love her so much? Is it because I'm good or is my emotional state really off and I'm just ignoring and distracting myself? Whew. I, I got to be honest with myself. Yeah. And, and the more honest I get with myself, the more freedom I get. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. And, I'm, and I'll look at the camera for the people listening and watching at home. Freedom is honesty. And I feel like so much as creatives, and I can identify this in the former version of myself, is we get into these pockets that, like, they call us starving artists for a reason because we're not honest with ourselves. Because if we really got honest with ourselves, a lot of creatives are procrastinators, period. Like, you're not working on your craft. You're not working your creative muscle. Like, mm -hmm. who? what song did you work on today? It's like it's like the going meme in the creative space is like, did you practice today? Yes, great. Practice some more. If you didn't, why aren't you practicing? Practice. Or like, write the song. Mm -hmm. 
paint the painting, whatever it may be in your creative craft is like when you get honest and say, what am I going to do today? Like that's where the freedom comes from. Cause I feel like also too, we, we get fed this big, like let's be free financial freedom. And it's, it's, it can happen and you can achieve it, but that's not going to happen until mm -hmm. you show up and do the work. Cause a lot of people want, want the, I don't work at all. I make all this passive income, but have you put in the upfront work to make that passive no. income? But that's just a, a sidebar. But to continue on to our acronym, Legacy, Impact, Freedom, the the last one, E, is for energy. So what energizes you, Frank? <laughs> Man, um, serving, dude. Serving people. Period. Yeah, man. I, um... I was sharing with um I might get emotional on this one, okay? Um that's fine. I I was sharing with everyone that was that's in my app and or actually it was just my coaching group. There was there was one day where I woke up and I was not good. I was not good. I was just drained. I was I was just my focus was off. I was focusing on what's missing, what I can't off and and where your focus goes energy flows and so i was drained just from staring at that all day like in my head and i remember just getting up i was like i need to serve someone i need to serve someone i need to serve someone so i posted i was like going live in an hour right <laughs> once i post it i gotta keep my word <laughs> yeah and so i said going live in an hour and i got up and i went to my cousin's conference room and i mean bro for an hour and a half I just served people for free, for free. I went live on Instagram. I went live on my app at the same time. And I just gave and gave and gave and gave. I didn't give a call to action to sign up for my group. I nothing. It was just like, I want to help some people right now. When I, when I turned that off, when I ended it, I felt like a different person. I felt like a completely different person. And I was telling this to my coaching clients. I told them, my like, guys, I get it. Like, I'm a human too. I go through stuff too. I'm navigating a lot of things, right? Probably mo more than most people are, right? In, in my own opinion, right? And I'm like, I'm navigating these things and I'm wore out. So what I do to energize myself, the same thing I teach y'all, serve someone. Go and serve, go and give. There's, there's these basic human needs and I do a whole teaching on this. I didn't come up with it. Tony Robbins did. I learned it. From you is serving, giving, and growth. It's those two things. If you focus on those two for the rest of your life, how can I serve and how can I grow and how can I serve and how can I grow? And you focus on those things, you will be energized. This is why people that are in a job that they loved six months ago and now they're capped and there's no more room for growth and no opportunity and they're not learning anything new, they feel stagnant. And now the job that they loved six months ago, they despise it and they want to go. It's not because they don't like the job. It's because there is no more growth happening. We're attracted to growth. And so for me, it's those two things. But for anybody who's out there who you're like, well, that's great. Da -da -da -da, all this stuff. Okay. Well, let me make it real simple for you. Jump in an ice bath, jump in an ice bath. You, you jump in an ice bath, Let's your go. endorphins shoot up by 200% for 24 hours. Your heart rate slows down by 20 to 40 beats a minute for 24 hours, which means your anxiety and your stress levels massively plummet. 
your whole nervous system wakes up immediately. Stay in there for three minutes. I promise you, you'll have next level clarity. You'll have next level focus. And you're going to, you're going to be wide awake and energized. You just have to do it. You have to do it. So that's a hack. Another hack. You've got to create anchors. You've seen me even throughout this podcast. I'm doing this. You notice that? That's one of my anchors. It's one of my, what Tones calls power moves. Yeah. That's how I energy and that's how I create certainty within my body. So if I was depressed, I would be talking a little bit lower and slower and just, I don't know, with my head down. But as soon as you change your physiology, Come on. it all, you can create your energy. This is how I can sleep three hours or the other day where I slept no hours, <laughs> literally slept no hours. It was like four o'clock in the morning. And I was like, dude, you know what? I'm just going to go do some Muay Thai for the 5.30 a.m. So I got up, I did a little bit of work, then I went and I worked out and I didn't have to sleep for the rest of the day because I moved my body. Now, am I recommending that people do that? Absolutely not. <laughs> but what I'm saying is whenever you need the energy, these are some simple ways that you can create it. But if you want long lasting energy, focus on serving and growing. And if you focus on how can I serve these people, how can I grow within myself? If you're always driven by that, you're going to have energy. Why? Because it's fulfillment. And also it's the idea of almost stacking the things. That's really what's going to take your energy level to the next level. Because if you can serve, if you can give, if you start putting some of those biohacks like the cold showers, the cold plunge, man, to, to tell a short story, uh, a personal story myself is it was what almost almost two years ago now. It was right after we had my, my son and I, I'm home and says post pandemic, but like right after post pandemic, but still pretty isolated to a degree. And I'm stay at home dad. I'm doing the stay at home dad life. And for some reason, I just started experiencing this like crippling anxiety and I couldn't shake it. Like I'm, I'm still serving at my church. I'm still, you know, a part of a community. And finally, I, I found cold plunges and cold showers. And I was like, you know what? Let me just try some crazy different biohack thing and I tried it and I was committed to it and it sucked and it still sucks. I do it every day. And, <laughs> but, but man, it's, it's the little things that you wouldn't think something as simple as getting in a cold shower or hopping in an ice bath would shift your whole entire state, but it will. So that yep. that's such a, such a good life hack that I don't think enough people are realizing. And especially those that are creatives that may only be focusing on one portion of your life. That's a sidebar yeah. in itself. Our life is holistic and this whole mm. idea of work-life balance it's life balance because I yeah. feel like if you're doing what you're passionate and what you're called to do, then it bleeds into everything. It's like you said, you gave a gift and that gift blessed so many people. And it's when you're in that zone of genius, when you're in that state of you're doing what you're called to do that you truly see, man, it's like you're, you never run out because you're, you're living, yep. you're living in such a, such a flow state, but man, yeah. I want to I want to ask you just a couple more questions. I don't want to take too much of your time. You're today. good, brother. You're good. But I, I've I've loved the conversation so far. It's always good getting to connect with you, and even after the recording, I'd love to chat with you a little bit longer. But as we kind of start getting towards the end of 
this show with just a few more questions. One being, so you're on your deathbed, you're 95, 100 plus, whatever you're planning to live to. I know for me, I'm planning to live to at least 120. I have a lot of people to impact and to serve, but you're on your deathbed with all your loved ones around you. What do you want to be remembered for? And I want to, I want to be remembered for the fact that I love deeply. And, um, one of the things that started changing my life that I know seems cool, but it is, um, I started telling my mom and my dad that I love them and that I'm proud of them and that I'm proud to be their son. And not just that, because I feel like it's so easy to say, I love you, but what's the reason? Like, where's the why? Whenever somebody criticizes for any creative here, when they criticize your art or your work, they're very specific in their criticism. But when they compliment it, they're very vague. And that's why compliments don't stick. Compliments don't stick. And so something that I started challenging myself to do in my personal life, and you know, my friends can even attest to this because I'll just randomly in the morning or at night, they'll receive a text from me. And they're like, whoa, where did this come from? But I'm because I'm always specific. I highlight why I love them so much. I take the moment to think about somebody that I love and I'm grateful for and why I love them and why I'm so grateful for them. And then I give them that gift. I give them that gift. And so I want people, man, when I'm in my deathbed and my little girl too, like I want them to know like, man, dad and Frank, he never held back. He never never held his roses back until somebody passed. You see what I'm saying? And so- that's that's what I want more than anything. I want to be known for a person who loved well, wasn't perfect, but he loved well and he loved deeply. And I think in my deathbed, like that's the one thing that I want people to remember. And I, that's why I tell my clients, I'm like, man, like I'm not. Some of you guys are gonna come in here, work with me for a month, and you're gonna be completely transformed. It's a guarantee at this point, right? It's not me being arrogant. It's just the truth. I'm like, and I might never talk to you again. But I want you to remember that I loved you and that my love literally crippled all those lies inside of you and tore them off and broke them off of you and freed you to be able to go and create the life that you've always wanted. It's not my love. It's the God, the love that God deposits in me and that I receive from him. And I just want to pour that out in any way that I can. Right. And so I think that's the main thing that I would love to be remembered for like, if I'm on my deathbed, someone's like, man, Frank, you can go because you loved us so well while you were here. I think that that would make my, that would make my life worth everything. I'm going to let that one marinate again. I appreciate your vulnerability and your honesty and the way that you love well. And I'll, and I'll extort you back and encourage you back is no one's going to come in contact with Frank and not experience that. So I want you to really, when, when those days when you feel at, at your worst or you feel like, man, am I even making an impact? Remember that you are. Man, that's that's appreciate so good. That. You got me getting emotional over here. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that. There's um, there's there's a, I to anyone who's listening right now, because especially in the creative space, man, like there's a, there's a reason why y'all are known as like procrastinators it's not because y'all are procrastinators 
it's because your focus is off. It's all it is. It's not who you are. It's just a pattern of thinking that you've created, right? And I want to encourage you, before you make your next piece of art, before you, you write your next song, before you release your next piece of content, I want you to take 30 seconds, dude. I think your art deserves 30 seconds of work, right? Of preparation. I want you to take 30 seconds and I want you to focus. Close your eyes, eliminate all the noise and just focus on one person. One person that you can be extremely grateful for and why you're grateful for them. And I want you to almost relive that moment in your head, that moment that made you feel so grateful for them. Like in detail. Like for me, a lot of times I go back to my brother, like when I freshly went through the divorce. And I just remember he just laid on the couch watching movies till like three in the morning. He had, he had his wife that he had to go home to. But he was like, no, I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna spend time with you. And man, I'm telling you, bro, like, it's those moments that change people. But if you're stuck in this pattern of thinking and you're like, dude, my stuff isn't working, it's because it's not you working it. It's not coming from your heart. And when you get into a powerful emotional state, like the one where I'm in right now, this is why you're connected so much and why people listening are connected. Yeah. It's not because I'm a great speaker. It's because I'm coming from a place of abundant love because yeah. I'm creating the emotion within myself. So a lot of us are waiting for people to be proud of us to feel proud. A lot of us are waiting for that moment where it pops off to, to be excited. Well, why don't you take a moment to create excitement in your life with the moments you already have from your past? Come on, It's already in you. This is why the Bible says to take over the world. It doesn't say wait for heart to come to you. It says, take it. It's an action. You want peace? Take it. You want excitement? Take it. You want to not feel lonely? Take it. You do it. The moments when I'm reaching out to people, call it selfish or whatever, but it's because I'm struggling half the time. So then I work on myself. I change my focus to the people that I love, focus on who I have, and it puts me in such a deep, powerful state. And then when I give that to them, that takes me even deeper. And then I coach. And then I create content and then I post and then I get on sales calls and then I create my art, whatever it is that you want to do, because now you're operating as the true version of yourself, not who you think you got to show up as. And so for anyone right now that's listening, that might be struggling, like, I want you to know if you want to feel better, you got the power to do it. You got the power to do it. I just taught you how to do it, but now it's completely up to you to do it. Come on. It's completely up to you to practice it. Right, like you're you're there with your kid, right? If you're like, dude, I'm just feeling off. Go to the restroom. Take a moment. Focus on your kid and why you love him so much, or just watch him. In that moment, you're gonna get flooded with emotion, and out of that emotion, out of that powerful state, you're the best father that could ever be that could ever show up for that kid. You're the you're the best business owner that could ever make a deal right there. You're the best motivator that could ever speak. You're the best friend that anybody could ever call when you're in that state. But. So often, especially in the creative world, I could imagine, I'm not in there, but I remember being desperate, right? And like money was my number one priority because it was a necessity in that moment. But when you're in that space, you're operating out of lack. And you can feel that. You can just feel the lack from people. It's like, oh, it's like a clingy woman that you took her out on two dates and she's like, you're not going to leave me, right? I don't know you yet. <laughs> like, get off of me, man. Like, I got to know you a little bit more, right? It's like, it's just not attractive. 
And so when you operate out of that deep place of love, you'll create the best art, you'll create the best music, you'll give the best words, you'll give the best advice, you'll, because you're operating as the best you, and you have the power to do that. So don't wait on life to bring this stuff to you. You create it and watch as it starts coming to you. So good. So good, Frank. Man, I appreciate you for coming on. And as we wrap up, I want to ask this final question. Was there anything that I missed? Or do you have any questions for me? Uh, yeah, brother. Uh, I do have a question for you, man. Um, what was it? What, what, what is your number one driving force for helping, uh, helping creatives get, get unstuck? For me, it would be, man... Cause I know what it's like to feel that way. Yeah. I know what it's for me. I had to realize who I was because for the longest time I was read the rapper, redone the rapper when I rapped and I was in that space of, I identified with the things that I do, not who I was. And instead of creating from, from what I am, I tried to create to what I was. And man, that's the biggest thing is because every time that I think uh, I'm thinking about a client or even that I step foot into a, a coaching session, I have that thought of, I know where you've been. I know that deep sense of heartbreak. I know that deep sense of just it's an identity crisis or you feel burnt out because you've put your efforts into the things that don't bring you alive. It's all of those things that culminate to I want to help them see themselves the way that God sees them. Because when yeah. we can see ourselves the way God sees us, then we know that we are already enough. We are already chosen. We are already loved. And out of that, that's when we create our best art. Period. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. That's so good. Was, wasn't it like the Christians who led, uh, what is it, the the revolution or what what was it called? Like Picasso and all those guys, Michelangelo. Oh yeah, you know yeah, yeah. About? the Renaissance. Talking about the Renaissance, yeah. Yeah, it, weren't they all Christians? I, I think so to a degree. I wanna I wanna say that. I don't wanna misquote yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it was. I, I think it was, or the majority of them, right? And I think it's because they 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 knew exactly what you are trying to get into into the world. They knew who they were in it. And so out of that place, man, came some beautiful things. Honestly, I love that, bro. Bro, can I say one more thing? Yeah, I want to leave this because I, I feel like the Holy Spirit dropped this on me for a reason. Yeah, for um, sure. I want any any creative that's listening to this right now or anybody, really. This is a mindset shift that I, I took and it, it changed my life. I want us to stop, stop thinking about right versus wrong. Okay. Now, not morally, obviously, you know, what's right morally and you know, what's wrong morally, but I'm talking as, as far as like the decisions that you're going to make with your career, because what ends up happening is we've been so trained with right versus wrong that you're like, well, I don't want to do the wrong thing. And so you procrastinate because you don't want to release the wrong, wrong piece of content, the wrong art at the wrong time to the wrong people. Right. And so now when you focus on right versus wrong, think about the pressure that that adds on you to be like, I got to get it right. I got to get it right. And so I want you to completely demolish that. And I want you to start doing what the Bible says. The Bible says that you will know them by their fruit. So I want you to start asking yourself when you want to do something, be like, is this fruitful 
or not. That's good. If it's fruitful, do it. Because there's some things right now that I'm doing that are very fruitful that me five years ago would have said that's wrong. Shouldn't. You shouldn't. You're wrong. But fruitful. God's blessing it. People's lives are being changed. But it's wrong. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And it goes, it, it goes against the way that I was raised. I know. I know. It goes against the beliefs that took me to that place. But the same level of thinking that got you here cannot get you to the next level that you want to go to. Your thinking has to shift. And so if you're stuck in this right versus wrong thing, that's why you're crippled and that's why you're procrastinating. It's not because you're a procrastinator. It's because your mindset is off. Come on. And so start thinking, okay, me thinking this way, is it fruitful or is it not? And if it's not, change it to something fruitful. That's it. It's not good and it's not bad. It's just neutral. It is what it is. And for anything that you've done, take this with any failures that you had. It doesn't mean that you did the wrong thing. It just means that it simply was fruitless and it wasn't working. That's it. That's it. Because when you attach wrong to it, now you attach guilt. Now you attach shame. And now, now it's hard to rid yourself of that. But when you attach fruit, it's different. It's either this is working or this is not working. Right. For, for me, the relationship that I was in, the marriage that I was in, it was not the wrong relationship. It was just a marriage that did not work. It was just fruitless. That's all it was. That's all it was. It didn't have to be bigger than that. Like it, it's like we, we feel like some sort of justice warrior and righteous warrior because right versus wrong and this is right and this is wrong. And you're stunting your growth because if this is the right thing, then that means that you can only do this for the rest of your life. And there is no chance of this ever changing because this is the right thing to do. The right thing to do right now might not be the right thing to do in five years when AI is taking over the world. I'm just saying. I mean, come on. <laughs> So if we can change our, our thinking from right versus wrong to what's fruitful, man, what's fruitful? Most people would say that it was wrong for Jesus to sit down and a whip with his hands, premeditated violence, to draw these people out of the temple. That's wrong. But was it fruitful? Did it send the message? Did it, did it stamp the authority of the Son of God? Some things that are fruitful might be wrong in somebody else's eyes. But don't let it be wrong in your eyes. Don't let, don't let it be wrong in your eyes because this is how we keep ourselves stuck. It's one of the, man, this mindset shift for me freed me, freed me like to the next level to where now, bro, when I'm doing a task, I'm like, is this fruitful? Is this fruitful? If it's not fruitful, I'm not touching it, doing something else, doing something else. What, what could be fruitful today? Like you said, they always ask them, did you practice today? Are you being fruitful Come on, today? So that's the last thing that I wanted to give because I felt like God gave me that for, for everyone yeah. that was on here. So Come I on. hope it blessed you. Yeah, it blessed me, man. Every conversation with you blesses <laughs> me just as much. So I know those at home are going to definitely get something from this. For those listening, watching at home, go check out Coach Frank if you need divorce recovery he is the man to go to i think i even sent someone from my community group your way um his name was andy but man yeah like yeah. I, that's what it's about serving people and you you heard all of that i hope that you had that mindset shift i hope that you're going after those things that are fruitful and if it's not then don't touch it yeah 
Hey, my son in the background, he agrees. Exactly, that, exactly. <laughs> man, I, I love That's it. That's beautiful, I, man. I love I that. No, get him on the mic. <laughs> yeah, I hear it. I hear it. Man. But with that said, you guys listening um, and ladies listening and watching at home, I'm praying for you. I love you. Now let's go live better than best as we conquer this week.